Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, October 1st, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. We're dancing on graves. We're laughing at the stars. We're congratulating the lightning. This is the final edition of Dancing on Graves in the 2020 NHL playoffs. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor, Noel Bianchi. I've got longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith with me as always. Ethan, what's going on? Nothing. I called it. I said Tampa in six. Congratulations. And we've also got Kyle Demetrius from the Lockdown Sharks podcast. Kyle, welcome back. Last time, last last go, uh, go around here. That's the word I was looking for. How's it going, man? Good. I uh, have always maintained that Barkley Goodrell would win a Stanley Cup before Joe Thornton. Yeah, uh, I always had the same uh, stance. Nolan, yeah, you <laughs> we should just leave it at that and end the podcast. And be like, yeah. <laughs> just out of here. And just have your intro music looped for yeah. like 20 minutes. Over and over. They would never know. Just plug the ads in. Yeah, just, we'll re- just run back to back wall to wall built bar and rock auto. Maybe Roman. Yeah. No free ads, yeah. but Roman. Uh, yeah. I actually can't remember who the other ads are. Man's the Ryan game. Holiday book. We've got a new book out there. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, probably Manscaped. They're probably in the mix somewhere. Ethan, were you gonna what were you gonna say before? Uh... Yeah, you missed you missed the joke. I actually said Dallas was probably gonna win the Stanley Cup off of the one game that they won. They looked good. Oh, like, that's, oh right. that's it. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're yeah, start the podcast. Moron. Do this all over. Wow, I did forget about Dallas that. Was gonna win? Why? Weren't you on that they, episode with us? They, yeah, they looked Maybe. really good. One game. Yeah. Oh yeah. In game. Yeah. In game one, they looked really good, and then he yeah. was like, "That's that's the game, or that's the series." Yeah. Uh. Well, turns out that was not the case. The Tampa Bay Lightning win in six games. The Stars, they made it interesting. They forced that six game with a double overtime winner. And to be quite honest with you, even though you could, once we got into that second overtime in game five, you you had the sense that Dallas might win it just because as, as much pressure as Tampa was getting, nothing was, nothing was going in. Uh, but you kind of still felt like the series was over because it was it was a pretty good summation of what we witnessed. Yeah, they. Uh, I didn't really get that feeling. My whole thing was that this is really boring hockey, and Dallas and Tampa stylistically do not make for fun hockey games. So I was kind of over it and just. Does Dallas and anybody make for good hockey games? No. Uh, <laughs> but I, Tampa got to play Tampa had to play the Islanders and then Dallas. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that is good for them. And obviously those teams were good enough to make it where they did, but Holy, those teams did not make for a fun, fun, uh, matchup where like Tampa, Boston. Great. Excellent. Had a lot of fun there. Uh, Tampa Columbus had a lot of fun there, yeah. but like, yeah, Tampa, Dallas, I looked up in the second period and the shots were like, 15 5 or something and i was like oh my god yeah 
as soon as they got that second goal in game six, I was Noel and I watched it together. And it was just like, dude, that's it. There's there's no way they're getting three goals. Did it feel Kyle? Did it feel like the um, Stanley Cup Finals to you at all? No, no. It was. I know. I didn't know. I know. Like it was throughout the rest of the playoffs. Like it just felt like playoff hockey, minus fans. But when I got when it got to the finals, I don't know. It just felt like something was lacking to me. Like well, there was part like of the, that. The the atmosphere was not there at all. Well, part of that opinion. probably has to do with the fact that the Dallas Stars were playing. Uh, hey, oh, got him. Uh, no, I, listen, I, I actually agree with you to a point, and I have been a uh, big supporter of the product that the NHL has put out on the ice throughout the course of these playoffs. Like throughout, and I, I probably went on a tangent on this in another one of these episodes that we did, but like, it, it really did feel like playoff hockey. Like you could feel the intensity as soon as a, a big goal went in, it was never just, you were never really distracted by the fact that there weren't any fans there, at least in my opinion, because the reaction from the players was so raw and you could tell that it meant so much to them. Yeah, it was, it was kind of neat. Like with the, they did a good job of piping in the noise. Um, mm-hmm. So they, actually, I think that the NBA and MLB, and have all done a good job of making the and NFL have all done a good job of making the noise seem authentic. Did you guys know that the NFL team or sorry, the NFL um, NFL films went back to each stadium and found archived fan footage and then plays that gives that to whoever's doing the sound for that game so that they have the proper sound at the game. So if oh you're goodness. at like the Ford field, you yeah, the fans yes. that are cheering and booing, mostly booing uh, will be the same. It's, it's the same sound and fans that would normally typically be found at Ford Field, which is pretty cool. I feel like the NHL just went with uh, uh, generic. Press the oh button. <laughs> Press the boo button. <laughs> was there any booing? Did they have any booing? I know they had booing in the NFL. I, I don't I'm think so. Curious. I didn't really hear anything. I watched most they, games on you. Can, you, you can tell, speaking of dunking on people, Gary Bettman was low energy. No energy. And I feel like super he's low energy. I feel like he feeds off the booze. Like, that's his life force. Yes, I agree. He just needs that energy. I 100% agree. And I thought the same thing. Like, when he came out, he looked more – like, he looked exhausted. He looked more tired than the players who were out there. And honestly, like, kudos to him. I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, He's done a good job throughout this whole process. Like, nobody got sick. The tournament went off without a hitch. I don't really think, in hindsight, like, we get – we get – we killed him obviously for the way the draft lottery was set up but i think outside of that going forward they pretty much got everything right when it came to like just playing the playoffs you know what they didn't get right the the music yeah every, oh yeah every, there's like i tweeted three about this like to go in the stanley cup finals <laughs> and they're playing like Oh Jesus Christ! Some Bonto country song from like 2009. Ice cold like, beer never is... broke my heart. Yes, dude. <laughs> it's like what? This is the biggest game of these people's lives, and then it goes from that. It goes into like Dua Lipa or something. The next time there's a pause, and it's like, guys, like, can we not just play top 40 hits every single time there's a pause in the action? That's that's a long term NHL problem. Like they've always just had bad God, music, and awful. I don't understand it. Like, what is the demographic? Because it's not, it's just not good music. 
I'm just shocked they didn't play Green Day more often. I very rarely heard any Green Day. Maybe like once yeah. all playoffs. I was I set up like that. Um, um, like that. Shit, what's his name? The uh, meme the that's guy like from Green Day. Leonardo DiCaprio when he's pointing at himself on TV. Oh, that TV movie. <laughs> oh that's uh, that's <laughs> the guy. But from I heard Friends. the Green Day song, so I did. The guy from Friends. The guy from Friends. What? Oh wait, 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 wait. You're Sorry. thinking of Brad Pitt. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Matt LeBlanc in that Friends when he's like he's next to the TV and he's also on the TV and he's like doing that thing. He's pointing to himself and smiling. Oh. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we do. We're just choosing yeah. to ignore you. So, Ethan, uh, continue. Well, that's what I did when I heard the Green Day come on for the first time ever. Sorry. Can, can, can we, can we, hold on. We, speaking of music here, time out on, time out on, on the ice, field, court, whatever okay. your preferred, preferred texture is. <laughs> what the hell is the NHL having the bare naked ladies do the anthem again? Dude, dude. I know. That's what I'm like, just like all encompassing in every way. The live music. I remember one year, like, uh, they brought, and to be quite fair, this is a more of an industry wide problem, but they brought the Imagine Dragons in to like do a show. I think it was, was it before a Tampa Bay Lightning series? It was before the Washington Capitals and Tampa Bay Lightning series. Like the year I think the Caps won the Cup. Dragons from Vegas because they're from Vegas. Oh, maybe that's right. Maybe that's it then. But yeah, like they Regardless. they they're big Imagine Dragons people, uh, and also to uh, just to go back to the Green Day thing, I can't remember what <laughs> the quote was, Ethan. When we were watching the game, I can't remember what they were like playing some like awful song that was like it all comes down to this. And then uh, I, who's the CBC announcer? Craig Simpson, Jim Houston, Craig Jim Houston, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, he's like, in fact, he's like, indeed, it does all come down to this. We'll be right back. Just like, and so I was it's waiting so for a awful. green day. Wake me up when September ends because uh, the, the Stanley Cup finals ended at the end of September. So I was just hoping for something like that. The CBC announcers were just like, like the amount of times they've said it comes down to this, like they can win the cup tonight. It's like, I (laughs) get it, guys. I watch hockey all the time. Please stop saying it going into every commercial break. Have, Have you guys seen how horny the Stanley Cup Twitter is? No, that was, sorry, that was another one. Uh, they tweeted, and I love the killers. Kyle, I know you love the killers, but they tweeted. Please do not speak ill. No, I no, I love the killers. No, I love the killers. But the the NHL Stanley Cup account tweeted, coming out of my case, and I've been doing just fine. That's actually good. Okay, I want to give them mostly because I love the killers, and Brandon Flowers can do no wrong. Brandon Flowers on Mr. Brightside wrote a verse. And then wrote the chorus and then was like, I'm too lazy to write another verse, so we'll just do it again. And it turned into an iconic, like one of the most iconic songs of the 2000s. Anyway, that's just my, it's not still It's still in the top 100 in England. Yeah, it should day. be. Okay, To this day. Yeah, it should Jesus, be. If Mariah wow. Carey's All I Want for Christmas for You is in the top 100 all the time, the yeah. killer should have a permanent spot reserved in the top 50. I agree. Um, so... 
also uh i've long follow? i've long uh and or uh argued that hot fuss is one of the uh better debut albums for a band that i can think of you can't you can't find a bad song on hot fuss no it opens with jenny as a friend of mine and you're like yeah this is pretty good yeah. and then it just yeah. like gets yep. hooked to a rocket yeah. and uh launched like yeah. all all these things that i've done and smile like you mean it are on that plus Somebody told me, plus Mr. Brightside, plus Andy, you're a star. Plus this, all like, these things that I have done. I said that. That was oh, the first you? one I said. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> but, um, okay, so back to the Stanley Cup Twitter account. <laughs> I'd just like to point out. So they changed the location to Tampa, and their bio is, if you want me, you'll have to work for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, I respect what they're trying to do, though. See, this is this is the NHL's problem, though. The NHL's edgy is like a middle-aged version of edgy. And so they try to be edgy, but then it comes off corny, and it's just embarrassing. So at the end of Game 5, they tweeted, case closed. Like... <laughs> it's just shit that makes you shake your head. It just gives me a thousand yard stare, makes me shake my head that this is the sport that I love and this is their PR. It's just so awful. It's, <laughs> it's just like like it, uh, four days ago they said the moment you've all been waiting for dot 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 I'll be in the building tonight. I'm just like okay. You've been in the building since game one. They showed it. They, sh- they it was. <laughs> three no, it was in the stories bubble. up. No, it was in the bubble, not in the building. I hated that too. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Showing the Stanley Cup like, oh, here we go. No, okay, here's the thing. We actually talked about that Stupid. on last week's episode. I thought that was pretty funny. It was, like, very uh, metaphorical. Like, you got to climb the stairs to get to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, of course it'd be metaphorical. I would have I I, I liked the it, upper bowl to get the know? cup. I, it would have been even better if, like, and I wasn't, like, watching the broadcast when they came in. But on NBC, Doc Emmerich's like lead-ins for Stanley Cup finals games are always just like magnificent. And uh, I would have really liked to see like some, him breaking down maybe like the architecture of the stands, like four levels of seats and four rounds of the NHL playoffs have brought us here tonight in Edmonton. And then just like kind of, kind of goes in from there and just kind of makes it like that. Uh, now that these guys are listening, we got more on the Stanley Cup Finals coming up in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you today about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. That's a pretty long uh, longevity there. I'm only 24 years old, so they've been selling auto parts online since I was uh Actually, I was going to say still in diapers, but it? I got okay. I got potty trained pretty early. So not to brag, I was like, I was the earliest one in, out of all my siblings, and I have three siblings. So that's pretty good. Well, congratulations. Uh, but here's the deal. All right. You guys ready for this? Chain stores, they got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. And you at home are a do-it-yourselfer. You want to save money so you can go blow uh, a bunch of cash on Christmas presents this year. You want to save money. So you can get the, uh, the football TV package that brings you all the latest highlights. Get, watch any game you want. Whatever the case may be, there are many, many things that need your financial attention come this time of year. And you're going to want to save money by going to rockauto.com and fixing your car for much cheaper than you would 
at uh, maybe a local chain store or a local mechanic because they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whatever you need. If it's for your classic, if it's for your daily driver, if it's for your 06 Ford Focus like your boy, they got it all. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and do us one favor. Right, locked on and there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you? They've got amazing selections. They've got a reliably low prices and they've got all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, we are back. Segment two here of the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We've got Ethan Smith. We've got Kyle Demetrius from the Locked On Sharks podcast. And we got to get in to more of this series. I feel like we have not appropriately danced on Dallas's grave enough. So we're going to jump back into that. I was, ha- I, I, I was happy to see Corey Perry lose. Imagine I don't Corey know. Perry having two Stanley Cups. Yeah, yeah, that's just too much. That's just too much. And uh, we probably have a similar hatred for him because of all those years the Red Wings played in the West. Like, when Corey Perry was a problem, he was a problem with the Red Wings as well, and I hated that dude. Pavel Datsuk fought him, beat him uh, in a fight. Pretty great. One of my favorite Datsuk memories. Uh, It was back in, like, 2012, too. So it wasn't even like Datsuk was, like, some young guy. Uh, But, yeah. I hate Corey. Corey Perry. Perry, there's only so many times you can watch him spear someone or hit somebody from behind or slew foot them and then do his dumb Corey Perry face like who me? Yeah, also, like, did you see his, did you see his beard? Beard. Just awful. His, Just awful. <laughs> it was it was so bad. You know who had a who had a crazy beard was Steven Stamkos. Yeah. He honestly he did. looked like he was part of the fellowship of the ring and he was trying <laughs> to get to more. <laughs> I thought, like, in, in another thing about Corey Perry, too, is, like, I hate everything he does so much that, like, I don't even hate it. Like, he – when he scored that goal in overtime in game five, like, he was celebrating, and I wasn't, like, looking at him with hatred. I was just like, ugh, dude, all right, relax. Like, you're embarrassing yourself, you know? So, like, it's, so- it's that level of disdain where I have passed – Hate, I'm past hating him, and now I'm just embarrassed for who he is as a human being. Did you guys know Steven Stamkos finished the series with 2 minutes and 47 seconds played, 100% shooting percentage, and a 21.6 goals per 60? <laughs> That's incredible. And good for Steven Stamkos. That's one person I, I will not uh, – I won't shit on. I actually like most of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Same. Yeah, they're 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 fun. You got your points, your Kucherov, your Sorellis, your Headmans. I mean, yeah, even like the supporting cast: McDonough, Shattenkirk, Zach Bogosian won a cup. Did you know Luke Shen was on that team? <laughs> they passed him the cup. Zach Bogosian passed Luke Shen the cup, and I was like, doing the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV like Luke Shen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you. It was just like, what is going on here, man? <laughs> Yeah, the da- the uh, the Jamie Ben post game press conference. Everybody's like, you can feel the pain. I was like, isn't this the same time, same thing we get every single year when somebody gets eliminated? Don't we have the same thing? I don't know what's special about Jamie Ben. It's not like he's going down anywhere tonight. He's gonna be sad on his feet. So like, I don't know. Hey, I, I, I don't like. I have a, I have a question. What going back to Corey Perry? 
What did Corey Perry do to get his like support person in the bubble to stay with him? Why was his wife able to go? Can anybody answer that? I think and why Gary, was nobody Gary, else? Gary, why was that Gary not Benton allowed? Was, Gary Bettman was walking down the hallway and he hit him from behind and said, you like that, Gary? <laughs> and Gary said, okay, you can have a support person. So what I think uh, is, and I don't, I did zero research on this uh, and I'm, I'm doing something, uh, taking an anecdote and stretching into the truth. So there was a player there whose parents were in at the game, at game six. And I thought to myself, huh, that's weird. But then I was like, well, maybe, and I remember that they said Corey Perry's wife was there. So I'm wondering if uh, Canadian citizens were allowed to go into the bubble. Okay, so that's exactly right. That's exactly what happened, is if you were in Canada, you were allowed to go into the, the final bubble. But they were, so the NHL and NHLPA or whatever lied to the players when they first started this. Because the Canadian government at no point was like, yeah, you can just have people crossing the border. They're, they're like, <laughs> one time you can come to the bubble, sure. But they wouldn't even let the Blue Jays, like the Blue Jays have to play in yeah. Buffalo. Because they wouldn't let people just come willy-nilly across the border. But they worked it out with the NHL. Same with the Raptors. But they worked out with the NHL where the teams could come from the bubble and stay in the bubble and get tested and everything. So when they moved to Edmonton, because it was still in Canada – the NHL was like, okay, Canada, we're going to bring in some families. And the Canadian government was like, Keska fuck? Uh, no, you're not. And the NHL then backpedaled and said they're working on it, but they never did. So all the Canadian families could go. And I'm guessing because Corey Perry is Canadian, his wife might have went back to Canada. Like when the shutdown happened, I'm guessing a lot of the Canadians went home yeah. to Canada instead <clears throat> of staying in the cities, especially Corey Perry, who's not – who lived in Anaheim his whole life. I'm guessing they might've went home to Canada. And so she's been in Canada and she's allowed to move about the country. Yeah. But still. Whatever. I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't think he deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> Just him specifically. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what's the problem? She's Canadian. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just I mean, the optics of it aren't it's great. You. Yeah. It's, it's you. you. Uh, and do we like usually I think Joe Pavelski and Anton Hudobin are really the only players that I feel bad for on Dallas. Like usually like you see the losing team and you're like, Oh man, I feel bad for that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. I don't really feel bad for uh, Jamie Ben. I don't dislike him, but I could not care less about Jamie Ben. I never, I never have. Nope. Uh, I'm not a big Jamie Ben guy. Remember when he went on the rocket or whatever? Not for me. No. Ever seen ever seen Jamie Ben by himself? What's the Not rocket? That sounds like a Canadian uh, thing. The the fifty goals. The, uh, the rocket Richard Yeah, the rocket. Oh. Most goals in the season. I thought you said went on the rocket. No, thought, no. Like they, is that like a Canadian reality show? <laughs> no, no. The, the young rocket is the bus that goes from Lakeshore to Finch Station in Toronto at one in the morning after the subway closes. <sighs> uh, no, no, no. He won. All right, he won all right. That makes rocket. more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. There's something weird about Dallas where I just don't care about any of them. So like, Segay is kind of cool. I, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind me some Segay. Um, but like, other than that, I'm like Klingberg, whatever. Hudobin, whatever. John's whatever. I mean Tyler Sagan. I'm a big Jamie Alexiak fan. <laughs> you um, know what? I also like Jamie Alexiak, and it's because when he uh, checks people into the boards, it looks like an NHL 06 animation. It's so perfect. It's beautiful. 
he like gets right there before and then his like feet get perfectly straight and he just boom like staples them and they fall when did jay saw that happen he actually decided to become uh bobby Orr and just go on breakaways constantly and join the rush (laughs) (laughs) i don't right question i got i I gotta look this up. Let's let's look at like at uh, Jamie Alexiak's stats here. How many goals do you think that that this man has scored in his life? Because I bet you it's not as many Jesus. as he did. How old is he? Jamie Alexiak. Can I have that hint? Twenty. He is twenty-seven. He turns twenty-eight on December twenty-first. I'm gonna guess. Entering his prime. I'm gonna guess thirty-two goals. In his entire career. For yeah. in the NHL. Yeah, Are you I also, it you I also right never, ever, ever watched the Dallas Stars. So I don't know if that's embarrassingly low or... <laughs> he, he has 18 goals across 313 NHL games. So I had a good guess. I was a little high. In the playoffs, he had five goals this season. That's not wow. bad. <laughs> he had for 18 in 313 and then had five in 27. What a heater. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. You got to love that. Him. Uh, how do we feel about Rick Bonus? Is he coming back? They, I think they already uh, they announced already, uh, taken, taken the taken the tag off him, haven't they? Or maybe they haven't. Well, I think there was uh, – so I, I haven't been on Twitter in like two days. Um, I think there was something they were saying like it's just a matter of like whether or not he wants to come back and like keep coaching I think was the – uh yeah i don't know uh and then tyler sagan he somebody he was asked a question about like oh uh you guys have the lowest goals or you're the only team to make a stanley cup final with a negative goal differential he's like oh yeah i guess analytics aren't all cracked up they be or aren't as cracked up as they uh are made out to be and then they lost because they couldn't get any goals yeah, they uh, somebody tweeted afterwards that they, they caught up to their goal differential. It's just like, yeah, eventually you got to score some goals, homie. Like you can't. And Kudobin, Kudobin didn't continue his crazy Dominic Hasek bender that he yeah. was on. So like it was just it was just bad news all around. It was not gonna it was not gonna go well. Um, I don't know. I I'm happy that Tampa won their cup finally after being sick for like five or six years. I'm very glad that like Victor Hedman won a cup and Stamkos and stuff like that. It's very, very cool. And it also keeps Dallas from winning a cup. They would have been so insufferable. Like yeah. remember the winter classic stuff when they were just like, Oh, the winter classic tool wasn't supposed to be successful. We're a Sunbelt team. It's like, nobody is saying that. Yeah. They're just making this up. Like Dallas yeah. has been around forever. They won the cup in 1999 or 2000, yeah. whenever they won their stupid cup. I cannot believe that the second that that buzzer sounded like half those guys didn't just start crying. I know I would have. The emotional toll of going through that experience and just it being over and done, I'd have been a baby. I'd have been blubbering. Are you talking about Dallas or Tampa? Both. Yeah, well, do you guys remember the old Stanley Cup? Uh, Man, the Stanley Cup ads used to be amazing. You remember the one where there was like, it's a bunch of dudes just holding the cup or like, they're like, what does it mean to win the Stanley Cup? Or what does it mean to finally get it done? And they just like, it's called the no words ad where they're just not saying yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it starts with it starts no. with the Red Wing, I believe, right? Yeah, maybe. Mac- yeah, and they're just like, there's just like. Is no it McCarty? That's amazing. No, no, no. McCarty's in there though. I know for sure in that commercial. 
Um, yeah, they used to have the absolute best commercials. Period. Like, yeah. What and if not- what if what if hometown heroes didn't exist or whatever? Like the one the what if commercials. Yeah, where they went backwards. Amazing. Those were un- those were fantastic. As were like their like they used to be the NHL used to be funny too. Like, do you guys remember those like? corny commercials where it'd just be like the players like in street clothes with their jersey on and then they used they would just be like out doing shenanigans like uh there was that one it was like these dudes in a hotel room and they're on their bachelor party and was like yeah the dancers are here we got twins and the other guys like twins they're like yeah and then they open the door and the Sedin brothers walk in and then they just have like a little (laughs) boom box and they start playing techno and they're like they just start dancing and it, it was like it was funny. Like they just That's you just awesome. don't see that anymore. They do the uh they did the um oh what is this stupid ad? It's uh where where is it? I, well while you think of that, I just remembered another one. There was one where it was like If this cup uh, could talk, sorry. I don't remember that one. You're gonna have to describe it a little better. Basically, it's about like if the cup could talk, like what it's gone through and like what it's seen and stuff like that. It's about like how hard it is to win the cup. It was, it was okay. Oh, actually, sorry, I'm gonna go on a little side tangent here. So they had a the the NHL posted a basically a commercial. I don't know if it ran on TV because I streamed the entire uh, playoffs. So like, I don't know what I was seeing and how. FBI hop off. Uh, but so they the NHL put a commercial on their Instagram. And it was an NHL, like Stanley Cup commercial, like kind of like a no words type thing where it just like ran through a bunch of different guys. And it was like this, uh, it was like a bunch of pictures of like guys taking the cup and like holding it up and stuff like that. And they like all different teams, eras, stuff like that. And they placed them one after another so that it looked like it was basically a moving picture. Uh, But then I was like, (laughs) so i stopped it and i was like is that kyle quincy and then so i did a screen record and i was like looking at everything individually and they were literally just like the picture that they had of nicholas lidstrom it was him at the td garden in the saints blues series last year but they just photoshopped a wings jersey and his face onto like petrangelo's body (laughs) kyle quincy was also photoshopped i'll send it to you guys after this that's awesome the uh the uh, i just remember though that ad was was amazing but i just remembered the um what if commercials where they did the backwards thing or whatever and they said like what if yeah. whatever um there were some really good parodies and one of them was doug gilmore somebody yelling how do you like them apples gilmore and it like reversed him scoring goal and said what if gilmore didn't like them apples <laughs> and then the next one was um everybody's seen the Mighty Ducks movies, yes, right? Yes, I was and just going to bring that the one coach. Up. Yeah, it's, it's Charlie Conway <laughs> doing the triple deke in reverse, and then it shows Gordon Bombay, and it says, "What if Bombay didn't blow point zero eight? That was a classic. I remember <laughs> that one. Uh, all right, so we got to wrap up here because we are about to join Matt Shook at the Locked On Pistons podcast. I believe we're going to be on that show today, so go check that out. Hi, can I come? uh after after you get done here but before we go uh kyle do you have any closing thoughts uh on the nhl season henrik lundquist should join his friend eric carlson in san jose and come play goalie there because the rangers did him dirty and bought him out he'll forever be a ranger except for this season just kidding (laughs) uh ethan how about you um let's go 
Uh, I'm no wait. I'm happy I don't have to hear the Dallas Stars goal song anymore. <laughs> what was their goal song? Stars. You don't know it. Dallas. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, I would like to amend my uh, my final thoughts. Yeah. The NHL did a really, really good job with the bubbles, right? Yes. I think we can all agree that the bubbles were good. Tampa had a boat parade today, and literally thousands of people showed up, and they were pouring the cup into people's mouths and were not doing anything. That's terrible. In Florida, of all places. They might have some Lysol wipes. You never know. I. I don't know. They do. I would just like to leave it at that. that that's it, it was poor after coming out of the bubble. Yeah, it, it sucked. But anyway. Didn't see too many masks on. Nope. Alex, Alex Colon was wearing stunner shades, though, so, like, that helps, I guess. Oh, also, before, <laughs> uh, before we hop out of here, I should also say apologies for this episode not being a profile of Yaroslav Askarov and Alexander Holtz. Uh, we wanted to talk about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and just kind of how it played out, you know, Steve Eisman, the architect of that team, now the general manager of your Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so we wanted to kind of talk about that. We wanted to wrap up Dante on Grace to have it be a little bit timely. So unfortunately, we didn't get to those. However, I can assure you that if uh, the Red Wings go off the board and draft one of those guys, we will be wall-to-wall coverage of uh, both of them. I can yes. give you a little tip. Say it locked on San Jose Sharks, uh, our Wednesday episode this week. You guys are probably hearing this Thursday or Friday. So if you go back to Wednesday, it was with Chris Peters, who is the ESPN draft guru. And he said that Yaroslav Askarov is a unicorn goalie. So, oh boy. That's all you need to know, folks. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We've got How Do You Feel About It Friday. We're talking the draft. We're talking with John Chick of the Lockdown Rangers podcast to talk about what the Red Wings got in Mark Stahl. Probably won't be much, but, you know, just got to ask him anyways. They got uh, <laughs> and then we're going to close it out with uh, Matt Shook of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. So rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.